How many times have you been told to slow your swing down? And you're thinking to yourself, how can this help my golf game? Well, I'm about to tell you. And also, we've got our picks for the Open Championship. Who's going to come out on top on this major pick challenge that Nick and I are doing this season? Get ready to find out who our picks are for the Open Championship. Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate your patience during the hiatus that I took. I took a little mid-year break just to kind of refuel, recharge, come up with some new ideas. And But I'm really happy to be back with you and have a great episode for you. First of all, I'm going to talk about the benefits of slowing down your swing. Not only from a learning standpoint and how much easier that's going to be for you when you slow down your swing, but also from a performance issue how slowing it down is going to help engage certain parts of the body at the right time, that body sequencing, and just help you produce a more consistent golf swing. And Nick and I are back for our major championship picks, this time the Open Championship. This is the last pick challenge that we're going to do this year. I have a 17-11 to 11 lead so far in our head-to-head matchups. Can I hang on and take the victory, or will Nick storm from behind and beat me? We will find out. As always, I encourage you to go out there and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. It's going to give you alerts when a new episode drops. And don't forget about my social media pages. I've got Instagram at GoForthGolf, TikTok at GoForthGolf, GoForthGolf Instruction on Facebook, and then GoForthGolf on YouTube. Go out there, follow me, check out some of the cool videos that I post, videos that will help you improve your golf game. And also how I can stay in contact with you with the latest and greatest news in golf or whatever could be going on in my world of golf instruction. Without further ado, let's jump right in to episode number 68. Let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. All right, we are back with our picks for the final major of the year. Really hard to believe that we've already reached the final major of the year, the Open championship over here in the united states we affectionately call it the british open but do not call it that over there because they get offended that it is the open championship over in uh, great britain so we are here to make the picks nick has joined me in the studio what's happening not a whole lot yeah yeah how you feeling buddy not feeling great you're not is it you know what is it starting to sink in? Is it starting to sink in yet? Is all I'm asking you. Mm. That you're gonna have no comment. <laughs> that you're gonna have to eat the hottest wings on the planet here very soon. It's not gonna be the hottest wings on the planet. I think I'm gonna do everything I can to make it that way. Well, I was at the store the other day, and you said it won't make get any sauces. Well, no, because I, I have another plan. We're gonna take it on the road, baby. We're going to go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. 
Buffalo Wild Wings is going to uh, help us out and provide those tasty wings that you, my friend, are going to have to taste. They're not going to be tasty if they're going to be that hot. <laughs> no, they're not. But uh, anyway, we'll see. I mean, you know, we, we you got a chance. There's always a chance. And I'm going to update everybody on our picks after the United States Open. Uh, on that tournament, I took a 7-2 to two head-to-head win against Nick. I just, I, you know, I was just, I was lucky, to be quite honest with you. Uh, my picks just really, really panned out. I mean, uh, starting from the top, I had Scheffler. You had uh, Xander. And uh, you did get a point for Xander finishing in the top 10. I got two points because he beat Xander head-to-head and he finished third. And then uh, John Rom against Brooks. Kepka, you had Brooks, I had John. Uh, John got me two points for finishing in the top ten, and he beat Kepka going head-to-head. Next match was uh, Victor Hovland against uh, Max Homa. Max Homa missed the cut. Victor Hovland got me a point there. He did beat me on the Terrell Hatton pick uh, against Jordan Speed. That shocked me. I mean, I, I don't know what it is with Jordan, but I really thought he would do better than that, and he did not. So you picked up a point there. And then our outside the top 50, man, let me tell you, Minwoo Lee, he's the man. I just had this gut feeling about him. He finishes tied for fifth, gets me two points because he beats Gary Woodland, finishes in the top 25, ecstatic about Minwoo Lee. Really proud of my guy there. So, again, that gives me a 7-2 advantage uh, at the U.S. Open bringing our overall season total to 17 points for myself and 11 for you. You're six points back heading into the Open Championship. And again, anything I basically can have. have to do the same thing you did to me last time. You do. That's exactly right. To win. Well, you know, but you well, can't. No, I, no. no I, you'd you have, can't. I'd have to get seven. You'd have to get none. Right. Right. So, again, anything can happen here. That's why we don't give up, right? All right, so let's go ahead and uh, we're going to do the coin toss on the first head-to-head pick. I won it last time. I'm going to let you call it in the air. You ready? Sure. What is it? Heads. The call is heads. The flip is tails. So I get the first pick. All right, so I have deliberated on this pick quite a bit. Um, Got a lot of good candidates here. And... um, I'm a little bit nervous to go with him on this one just because of what's happened in the Genesis Scottish Open. And uh, I'm just hoping that uh, he's not on too much of a high from that victory and he can keep it going. Uh, my first pick is going to be Rory. That's a good one. Um, I mean, it's kind of his area. Uh, some golf he's used to playing, so... Um, he's been consistent, so he's just kind of put together in the uh, in uh, in the majors. So yeah, um, I don't know that Rory's going. I don't know. So I don't know that Rory's going to win it. I'm not going to go that far with it, but I do think he's going to finish well. You know, he finished second last year. Was it second or third? Third last year, I think something like that. Mm-hmm. Just you know, made pars on every hole. That's just I wasn't going to cut it. Unfortunately, played well, but yeah, uh, maybe that confidence he's going to have from the Genesis Scottish Open. That he won as we're recording this um, can put, propel him to the Open Championship. We shall see. So, who do you got going head to head with Rory? 
I'm going to go with um, Scheffler. Okay. Just try to, again, not necessarily think he's going to win, um, but he's been the likelihood um, and better odds um, throughout the year consistently. So Yeah, yeah no, 100%. I mean, Scotty, is, is, if you follow the podcast here and you followed our picks, you, you know, and of course the PGA Tour in itself, you'll know Scotty's done very well this year. I mean, it's been remarkable the kind of year he's had. So definitely don't blame me on that one. Uh, all right, you get the next pick. Um, it, it's tough. I mean, there's so many different things to consider the courses that they're playing at. Yeah, it, it just comes down to to luck sometimes when it uh, when it comes to golf. Whoever's on needs to be on. Mm-hmm. It may be off that week. Um difficult i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with rom mm, okay all right what makes you feel good about him um again he's just consistent and he's a steady eddie all year and yeah. somebody you can kind of rely on and he, he does have his his downs but his downs aren't like jordan speaks down so mm-hmm um, he he struggled, I believe, in in the Scottish Open, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so I would rather go with somebody who's been consistent um, that I know that has a higher potential to to give me those points, and that's what I'm that's what I'm striving for. Okay, all right, all right. So going head to head with Rom, this is going to be a difficult one for him because I know who I want to go with, but I don't know that he's going to beat Rom head to head. I hope that he will. I'm going to take a chance on it. And uh, that is Mr. Tommy Fleetwood. Okay, that's a bold, bold move. I, I was—he was on my radar just because he's um, he's on the upward trend. Yeah, yeah, especially he is. at that, that tournament uh, a couple weeks ago. What was it? The uh, uh, can, was it Canadian Open mm-hmm. that he went to the playoff with, and and I mean he's just—he's he, one of those guys that just. Flying on the radar that, that that needs that breakout breakout week, yeah, could I mean, be it. Yeah, and he plays well over there. I mean, if you look at him historically in the Open Championship, he does well. Mm-hmm. He really does. He played well this weekend at the Genesis Scottish Open. So, um, again, my only reservation there is can he beat Rom head to head? I don't know, but I wanted to grab him, and I was, I was scared you were going to get him. Uh, he so, wasn't an early pick for me. Okay, all right. He was well. going to be like my next pick. All right, so let's go to our third head-to-head pick. I uh, get the first pick on this one, and uh, I, I got to go with this guy again. Uh, I feel great about him, and uh, I have a feeling you're going to grab him, so I'm going to go ahead and get him right now. That's Mr. Victor Hovland. Yeah, that's who I was looking at as well. Um, I don't know who I'm going to go with. I mean, Victor did well with for me that last uh, that last tournament, and uh, – you know, again, there's something about the guy. He just he really steps up. He's a great guy. He is, and he steps up in these major championships, and he again plays well at the Open. And um, I, I feel great about him. You, you better have a good one in your back pocket against so hobby. Mm, there's a couple in mind. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna branch out here. Um, I think he's gonna surprise some people. Um, 
And I'm going to go with uh, JT. Mm, are you kidding me right now? Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. The man has not done crap all year. Well, he's he's going to surprise some people this okay. week. Okay. All right. This is a challenge for him, and I I think I think he'll do something. So all the marbles are on the line here. Everything's at stake, right? You've got to pull out all the smoking guns, man, and you're pulling out JT. Mm-hmm. All right. It's your pick. Um, Give me crap about it. He'll end up winning their open championship probably. I hope so. <laughs> I was in there just dogging you about JT and he ended up winning the open. All right. All right, you get the next pick. Um I'm gonna have to go with uh Shoffley. Okay, going with old Xander again. Yep. He's he's been he's been pretty good. I can't uh can't can't not pick him. Yeah. So uh um, yeah. just trying to stay uh consistent try to go with what i know and mm-hmm. overall uh, finishes throughout the year so okay um steady eddie yeah yeah all right so xander is your fourth head-to-head pick who am i going to get to go head-to-head with xander shockley i've got two guys in mind right now and um Man, this is going to be tough. Again, one of those situations where I feel good about either one of them, but can they beat Xander in a head-to-head match here? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm down. I'm between Kepka and Fowler. Yeah. It's Kepka or Fowler. And it's like I want to go I want to go Fowler because he's, he's, he's got such a hot hand right now, mm-hmm. but can he play good in the open? Kepka's had a, a history of playing better over there than Ricky, even though Ricky is doing very well right now. We know that he is just, he's he's got it together right now. But can he take it over the pond and deliver? I'm going to go the safe bet. I'm going to go Kapka. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a good good pick there. Um, I was looking at uh, Fowler as well. Uh, he's, again, on the upward trend. He's yep. just got that different state of mind. It's just... Mm-hmm really elevating him quicker um, than probably a lot of people would have thought after being gone for so long and struggling and, and making those swing changes. Um, but he's just, he's dialed in right now. Yeah. All right. So we go to our outside the top 50 pick in the world rankings. Again, love this. I, I really, I really do. I enjoy the strategy behind it. Uh, and like I said earlier, I went out on a limb on Min Woo Lee last time. He ended up being a great pick for me. And uh, I don't know that I'm going to have a sleeper on this one. I think I'm going to go with a guy that's just the obvious. Again, historically has played well at the Open Championship. And that's DJ, Dustin Johnson. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so who you got going head-to-head with DJ outside the top 50? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one, I know. I mean, you know, you, number one, you got to figure out where you got to look at the world rankings, right? Who's outside of top fifty? Then you got to see, okay, they're outside of top fifty, but are they playing in the Open Championship? Right. So the two guys I had, um, I, I, I verified both are obviously playing in the tournament, but uh, yeah, it's an important factor. You want to pick somebody out the, out of the top fifty, and then they're not even in the field. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with Mickelson. Mickelson. All right. 
He's either going to be really bad or really good. Yeah. There's no in between. Oh, Philly. We shall see. I'll see if they're looking at him or Woodland or JT Poston. But JT Poston, he's on the rise. Yeah. But he's probably going to be worse than trying to go with Mickelson. I mean, yeah. out of the top 50, it's just very hard. Yeah, and it is. You're. You're either going to go with a guy that's in live that can't really produce points as well and is accrue them as quickly and rise on that 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 point system as mm-hmm. quickly as some of the other guys. Yeah. Or take a chance on like a Min 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 Mu Lee yeah. guy and hope that he just breaks out that and you just pick somebody who's on the upward trend. And even then, it's still it's still a big, it, big if on that. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right, so our head-to-heads. First match, I've got Rory. Nick's got Scotty Scheffler. Second head-to-head, I picked Tommy Fleetwood. Nick went with John Rahm. Third head-to-head, I went with Victor Hovland. Nick went with JT. Fourth head-to-head, Nick went with Xander Shoffley. I went with Brooks Kepka, And then outside of the top 50, I go with DJ. Nick goes with Phil Mickelson. Those are our final picks of the season. Last major of the year. Who's going to come out on top? The victor in this, what I've really, this in a match I've really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed playing this with you all season long. Yeah, It's been a lot of fun. I look forward to playing it with you again next season. Uh, we'll pick up with the Masters again, and uh, we'll just continue making this annual tradition. I, I love our format. Gotten a lot of feedback from listeners. Love the feedback as well. Some have even taken it on themselves and done it with people that they know. So thank you guys for that. I'm glad we could inspire you to do so. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Get those taste buds ready, buddy. It doesn't look too good for me. <laughs> I can tell my energy is very low. I have... Zero faith in these guys. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, you're not not much into it today, man. But uh, you know, hey, you never know. You never know what can happen. That's why I'm trying to go with uh, some guys that have performed in the past. Um, currently, just trying to pick safe-ish picks. Yep. No, I get it. I get it. All right, well, enjoy the Open Championship. Uh, make your own picks. Uh, go follow on Instagram at GoForthGolf. I will post the image that will have our head-to-head picks on there. And, of course, I will post the results there, as I've done for past majors. And um, be on the lookout after this, uh, after the Open Championship, after this final major of the year. Whoever's got to pay the debt of eating some extremely hot wings, will we will record that. And uh, we will put that on the Instagram page. So please make sure you go out there and follow us. Uh, and again, we chose this uh, consequence, this debt, this payment, because neither one of us are a fan of spicy, spicy stuff. So this is going to be brutal for either one of us to have to to have to endure this. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. All right, Nick. As always, I appreciate it. Good luck. Yeah, good luck to you <laughs> as well. I'll have chicken wings. Kitchen's closed until dinner. Just got cold stuff and desserts. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. You sure it's closed? Let me check. Yep, it's closed. Okay.
The best way to prevent illness, wear and tear of muscles, and deterioration is by using the proper vitamins, supplements, and minerals that you can get from Pure On Maine. As a golfer, your main focus is to have fun, right? But you also want to improve your game and reduce aches and pains and injuries. You can enhance your golf game by adding trace minerals to your daily regimen or boost your stamina with Vitamin Mineral Greens. Pure on Main has great options to choose from that also include a fabulous collagen that will keep your tendons and joints lubricated that will help you produce a better golf swing. Pure on Main has two locations. One is at North Main in downtown Greenville, and the other is on Cannon Street in downtown Greer. They have some of the best experts in the field of natural wellness, and they're available seven days a week to help guide your personalized health journey. They not only carry amazing results-driven vitamins, they also provide state-of-the-art modalities such as massage therapy, foot detox, and wellness consulting. Serving the Upstate for over a decade, their experts continue to take the time to help each individual pinpoint exactly what their body needs to optimize performance and remain pain-free. Go visit their two locations or give them a call at 864-991-2726. Make sure you visit their website at pureonmain.com where you can purchase your supplements and learn more about their wonderful, wonderful services. Don't wait. Start your journey today towards living a happier and healthier lifestyle with the help of Pure On Main. I want to talk to you about the benefits of slowing down your golf swing. And there's two reasons why I want to emphasize this to you. One is from the learning standpoint. So if you're learning something new in the golf swing, taking lessons from me, taking lessons from another instructor, it's important that you learn that properly and going slower with your golf swing is going to help you with that. I'm going to explain that to you in a little more detail. And then the other reason is for swing purposes, for the ability to not only swing consistently, but to maximize club head speed at the right point in your golf swing for maximum distance. Slowing down the swing is something that I talk to a lot of students about. And I was thinking about this the other day during a golf lesson. I was like, you know what? I think I really need to emphasize this on the podcast because I find myself talking about it a lot, almost to every student, not all, but the majority. And I really want this to be a point of emphasis for you because I can't, described to you enough how beneficial this can be for you and your golf game and the progression of your golf game and your swing, not only from just the physical standpoint of slowing things down, but also from the mental standpoint of slowing things down. As we know, the faster we go with something, the harder it is for the brain to process. So get ready to take some notes. I'm getting ready to explain to you the benefits of slowing the swing down from a learning standpoint and from a performance standpoint. Okay, so from the learning standpoint, if you are practicing your golf swing, again, say it's something that I've taught you or something that another instructor has taught you on the driving range, and you're just, if you're just hitting shot after shot after shot as fast as you can, you're not going to improve your golf swing. I'm here to tell you that right now. It will not get better, and it certainly will not get better in the time frame that you want it to. If you think about how touring professionals train, would it be productive for them to train this way? No. 
do they beat ball after ball full speed until it just magically sticks or do they use a more diligent patient approach the diligent patient approach is the way they go about it i can promise you let's talk about two of the best golfers to ever live tiger woods and ben hogan arguably two of the best swings ever both of these guys were religious about practicing their swings slowly especially when swing changes were made let's take tiger for example he's had multiple coaches through his career as you know butch Harmon, hank haney sean foley chris como and others each swing coach taught him a slightly different method and he mastered all of them to continue to play at a high level not too many people can do that as we know tiger is very special there the only way he was able to do this was by practicing slow, repetitious movements to ingrain the moves into his muscle memory. So he didn't have to think about it when he was performing at full speed, and especially while he was performing in a golf tournament. He just did the moves instinctively. Again, he did not have the ability to do this instinctively if he did not take the time to do the moves slowly. Ben Hogan, he was absolutely obsessed with slow motion movements and directing and analyzing his swing slowly. Arguably two of the best swings ever. Both of these guys made sure they did slow, diligent moves in order to perfect the changes or to perfect their current swing. Maybe they weren't making changes. Maybe they just needed to remind themselves of certain movements in the golf swing that they did well so that they can continue to do them so bad habits didn't didn't work their way in there. Slowing down is just going to really help the brain process that information so much easier and so much faster. And the way you got to look at this is that slowing the tempo really relaxes the mind, and it can recall information so much easier. Not only does this help with your golf swing, but it's also going to help in daily life. I mean, think about it. When you're going at a slower pace during your daily routine, you have the ability to recall things so much easier. You feel far less stressed, but when our day gets hectic, it gets more fast paced, it gets more chaotic, then we tend to forget things. Once you're in control of your mind, then you can speed back up and you'll be in better control of your swing. I hope that makes sense. Go back, listen to that again if you need to. But again, slowing down helps the brain process information easier and faster. And you know, the faster part, that's what we all want, right? We want these new movements to ingrain themselves into our muscle memory and our mind memory as fast as possible because we want to see the performance on the golf course, right? Slowing it down is going to help you with that. The example I like to use with a lot of students is like, think about a piano player, for example. I mean, Elton John was probably one of the best piano players in the modern era, right? So you can't expect to sit down at a piano and just instantly start playing like Elton John. Eddie Van Halen, one of the best guitarists in the modern era, you can't expect to pick up a guitar and just start shredding it like Eddie Van Halen. Both of these guys started slow, you know, sitting down at a piano. You sit down, you start, you, first of all, you start with your posture and how you put your, your hands on the keys, and it's one key at a time. And then you start speeding up, and next thing you know, you start recognizing it as some form of music and then you go faster and then you recognize it as a song and then before long you're sitting down and you're just playing the song instinctively at a nice pace 
but it took going slow at first to learn the movements, learning the keys, reading the music, all of these things in order to get to a point of playing at normal pace and recognizing the song. Same exact thing with a golf swing. We've got to go slow at first. We've got to tell the mind, we've got to tell the brain, this is what we want to do. This is what we have to do to get where we want to be. And then the more comfortable we get with that, it understands it. And then you can go faster. I hear all the time golfers saying, look, I can't slow it down. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. The thing is, most golfers, they can. Pretty much everybody can. You just don't want to. It's no fun to slow the swing down. We want to go as fast as we can, especially if we get that driver in the hand, you know? It's like, man, let me just wail away at this thing, hit this thing as far as I can, show everybody how far I can hit a golf ball. I see that a lot with junior golfers lately, and I'm trying to tell junior golfers, my junior students, it's not about how far you hit it. It's about how straight it goes, how in play you are. Get off the tee, get in play, putt well. You're going to see your scores improve. And once that starts happening, then we're going to push that accelerator a little bit more. With this process, I need you to commit weeks or maybe even months to slow movements. Come to me for instruction. We'll work on things. If you're taking lessons from me already, you probably already know some of the stuff we're doing and what I've already told you to do. Again, I tell students all the time, just go home, work on these movements in slow motion. You can do it in the comfort of your living room. You can do it outside in your, in your backyard. You can do it wherever you want. Do it at work. If you're bored, stand up, do the movements. Wherever you want to do it, it's going to be effective. And the more you do it, again, the less you need to think about it. Please, I really want you to commit to this. You'll be amazed at how well you'll transition into a better golf swing when you practice what you need to do slowly, more methodically, more precise, with more detail, with more thought, again, slowing it down is going to give you, is going to give your brain the ability to process information much easier and much faster. So how can slowing down your tempo affect your actual golf swing? Well, there's a few ways. Number one, shortening your backswing and pausing just a little bit, just briefly at the top is probably going to be the simplest way to slow down your golf swing. A shorter backswing, think of it like this. A shorter backswing is going to give you that feeling of restricting your power, right? So prompt that's going to prompt you to activate that shoulder and hip turn instead of having to rely on your arms to generate the speed. And it's not only just that shoulder and hip turn, it's engaging that lower body, which I'm going to talk about here in just a second. So shortening the backswing can certainly help a lot with that. Again, that's something I really emphasize a lot with students who are very elongated with the golf swing. The longer that golf swing is, the more room for error that can occur. The harder it is to time what it is you're trying to do through impact. So start by shortening the swing. Great golfers or professionals, they are really good at achieving top club head speeds at that perfect moment and that perfect moment the moment of truth so so to speak i think harvey Pennick referred to it as that is impact position and that's what we're trying to achieve we're trying to achieve everything to be exactly where it needs to be at that moment of impact 
the most important factor is just understanding the proper swing sequence, which means you want to start your downswing with the lower body and then move that motion upward. And the example to your arms and shoulders, your torso, all that. The example I love to use is like building a house. Like when you build a house, you're not putting the roof on first, right? You've got to start with the foundation first. Build a solid, strong foundation and then start building up from there. The downswing is going to start from the ground and work its way upward. Always remember that. Starts from the ground, works its way upward, just like building a house or any other big building structure. Start with a good foundation. That's our lower body. That's our legs. Two areas where golfers are going to rush the swing. Number one is going to be the takeaway. They just love to snatch that club back real quick. We get anxious, get excited, get nervous, whatever the case may be. And then we immediately start that backswing quickly. And when we do that, not only are we telling our tempo, the overall tempo of the swing to be way too fast, but we also have the ability to put that club in a very bad position because we did it too quickly. And the other is the transition into the downswing. Golfers think that's the point when they need to push the accelerator is at the top of the backswing. And then what this does is it causes the arms and the hands to hit at the ball rather than swing through the ball and you're doing that with an arms only swing and then it just disengages the entire lower body i have a board that i love to use you've probably seen it on my instagram page if you haven't go out there check me out again on instagram it's at go forth golf or on tiktok at go forth golf it's called the downshift board and what this teaches is kind of like a little seesaw type effect. And what this does, it helps me to teach golfers how to engage lower body throughout the golf swings. You start with lower body shifting to the right, then you make your rotation. You shift your weight to your lead foot, target side foot, and then you make your rotation into your downswing. And all this is doing is helping a golfer feel how to engage lower body into the golf swing and not try to do everything with the arms and shoulders and so when doing this when using this board you're having to go slow at first and what i've noticed with most golfers when i put them on this board their first instinct is to rotate backwards or use arms and not lower body first and they go fast and it takes them a few times to do it but then they start understanding okay i gotta slow it down number one to feel this sequence and then number two it's just allowing the body to sequence like it should and again that's the biggest part of that is engaging the lower body one of the things i see golfers trying to do and i really want you to make note of this is they will start a backswing really slow and that does absolutely nothing for you because all that's going to make you do is make you more anxious to get fast from the top because it took you so long to take that club back from the point of address up to the top of your backswing the body's going, the mind's going nuts at this point. It's like, okay, I'm ready to go, 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 go. And then you just really accelerate from the top. I want you to really work on developing a great rhythm back and down. It's a nice flowing rhythmic swing from start to finish. The orange whip training aid is fantastic for that. And you've heard me talk about this in the podcast. I've had Jim Hackenberg, the CEO and creator of orange whip on the podcast Go back and listen to that episode if you'd like. It's really good for that. And that's the whole reason why he designed that was to try to teach balance, to try to teach rhythm 
in the golf swing. So don't try to slow things down by slowing down your takeaway drastically. You want the overall swing to be slowed down. And I don't want you to misunderstand me on this whole thing because I'm not telling you, I don't want you to listen to this and you go and tell somebody, look, Steve's telling you to swing slow. What I'm trying to do is tell you there's certain points in your golf swing or a certain point in your golf swing where acceleration needs to occur. That is through impact. It's disguised, if you will. That's why these golf professionals look so rhythmic. It looks like they're doing it so effortlessly because that speed is hidden through the impact zone. It's not evident when they first take that club away or they get to the top of their backswing. It's right through impact. Now, you do have some golfers out there that have a faster tempo, but it's equal throughout, like John Rahm, for example. Yes, he's fast, but he does it in a rhythmic manner. He's not real jerky with the golf swing. He makes it work for him. So I really want you to focus on slowing the golf swing down. Number one, from a learning standpoint, and then number two, from the actual swing standpoint, enable to enable you to have more consistency and, believe it or not, get the distance that you're looking for. Because slowing it down, accelerating at the right points, that's going to give you the ability to maximize club head speed at the right moment, which is through the point of impact, and it will drastically improve your distance. And it will also help you to get that golf club in the right positions during the swing to allow that to happen, to square that club face so much easier. So in review, slowing a swing down, learning from the learning standpoint. If you're practicing on the driver range, hitting shot after shot, as fast as you can, not going to improve the swing very much. I want you to do slow motion swings, reference Tiger, reference Ben Hogan, to relax the mind, giving the brain enough time to process information easier. The more you do it in slow motion, the better the brain understands it. It communicates that information back to the body. And it says, body, do this because I've done it so many times. I get where it needs to be. And I want you to commit weeks, possibly even months to doing this. And if it continues to work for you, do it forever, right? Find time in during your day to make these movements slow. And then again, from the swing standpoint, shorten the backswing. That can help a lot. I want you to engage the lower body better in the golf swing. Start the downswing. Start the swing with the lower body. End the swing with the lower body. Understanding that proper swing sequence is going to help you to hit the ball so much better. And you want that. You don't want to have too slow of a backswing. You don't want to have a really quick transition into the downswing. I want you to work on having a very rhythmic swing throughout the entire swing to ensure that proper body sequence and to ensure that the golf club stays in the correct positions during the swing. I know this is going to help you. Get out there, practice it. If you're taking lessons from me, we'll talk more about it in the lessons if you're listening to this. If you have not taken lessons from me, seek me out. Be patient with me because I'm, I'm having to date out my students a little bit. I've, I've been extremely thankful to be in demand for golf instruction. And thank you to everyone who is currently taking or has taken golf lessons from me. It means more to me than you can possibly imagine. But if you want to take lessons from me, please reach out to me. I'll give you a time frame of when we can begin those lessons. We can start working on things. As you know, if you've taken lessons from me, you know I like to incorporate video into the golf instruction. I have a great app that I use for that. And I share that with you. 
and we can look at the golf swing in real time so you can actually see what tempo you're swinging at. And then I'll give you drills that you can do in slow motion that will help perfect some of these swing changes that we make, whether it's a very discreet, minute change, or whether it's a little bit more of a detailed change, whatever it may be. I'll give you those slow motion movements to help you with that. I look forward to your feedback on whether slowing that swing down, whether you're learning or whether you're actually swinging through a ball, is going to effectively and positively change your golf swing and your golf game. Doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working it, working it. Congratulations for completing yet another podcast. Thank you so very much for your support, for taking the time to push that play button in your busy, busy schedules. I really appreciate it. I mean, I can't see and tell you enough how much I do because you took time out of your day to listen to my voice, to improve your golf game. So I'm forever grateful. Thank you so much. Go out there, spread the word, tell other people you know about the podcast, people you know that love the game as much as we do, or maybe they're just getting into the game of golf. Please share this podcast with them. I greatly appreciate that. If you feel like I deserve it, go out there on whatever platform you're listening on, if it allows you, I know Apple does, and give me that five-star rating. That just helps me boost up those Apple charts or any other podcast chart that's out there. So when people search a golf podcast to listen to, go forth and golf podcast pops up for them. That's what that rating does. And any positive reviews that you want to leave for me, that also helps as well. If you do share my podcast on whatever social media platform you're doing it on, make sure you tag me, and then I will put you into that drawing that I'm doing this season for some great prizes at the end of the season, which will be at the end of the year that you could win, but you got to tag me. And if I see that, I'm going to put your name in that drawing for those prizes to tag me. It's at GoForthGolf on Instagram and on TikTok, And also on Facebook, it is go forth golf instruction. And then go out there and check out my YouTube channel, go forth golf, use the hashtag go forth golf. That'll also alert me as well. Don't forget that this podcast is for you. This is why I do it. So I want to hear from you. If you have a topic that you want me to talk about, by all means, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you and let me know about the topic that you want to hear. Maybe there's something that's troubling your game or or maybe it's something that's troubling your golf group and you, you guys have talked about it. And it's like, you know what? Let's have Steve talk about that in the podcast. I'd be happy to do it. Just reach out to me. My email address is sgoforth at pga.com. Again, sgoforth at pga.com. Dot com. Until the next episode, keep hitting those drives long and straight. Keep hitting those greens. Keep draining those putts. And most of all, get out there. Have a great time. Don't lose sight of that. That's why we play this wonderful, wonderful game. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today because it's going to make you feel absolutely amazing to put somebody else ahead of yourself. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.